Domestic violence is the number one leading thing in America that goes unnoticed. Like we said in this episode, you will find that so many people are affected by domestic violence from our children to our friends, to our family, to our neighbors, even ourselves. Love yourself enough to love others and know that harming them harms you. Say no to being domestic. Control your anger. Learn your triggers and deal with them accordingly. We all got that inner child that want to protect ourselves. But don't hurt somebody else trying to protect yourself. Uh, yeah. Forget the BS, what's up mama? What's up, Forget mama? about Jacks. we bout to talk to you like a soap opera It's mine, I have to come proper If you don't mind, I can't ease your conscience You don't have to talk, you can stand in silence Jack spirit to your heart, it kills to be a pirate Let's see, take us course, we getting off this island Make sure your resistance away from drama I love you till my time's up Even in the afterlife, we gon' have to get it right Let's soul, cause the sky's ready for us You an angel, my eyes is no surprise Even though it might be ladders that we have to climb But I'll be behind you, push you upwards every time King and queen's only way we coincide What if the ship sink, we go together Let's not play scribe, love is only four letters I'll protect you and that's forever, we should never lose Focus, old memories, or the way we used to What's up, everybody? This is Queen Z, and you are watching Mentally There For You podcast. In today's topic, we will be talking to one of our advocates out of New York City um, by the name of Veronica G. She's going to come up here with me, and we're going to be talking about some of domestic violence situations and its alarming truths. What we mean by alarming truths, you already know what I mean. Alarming. Things that really is bothersome things that we ignore, things that people are afraid to talk about, things that, I'm just saying, we're just going to get down to the nitty-gritty. And um, we actually going to cover some of the statistics with domestic violence in the inner cities. And I have a theory, which just out of nowhere yesterday, I was with um, doing a transport of some sort. And when we was doing it, the guy and me, had we had a conversation, and the conversation around inner city um like everybody has a different demeanor out here and it's like everybody has more of an aggressive side to them so I do feel like maybe in some sort there is a um relationship that coexists with inner city versus outer city people when it comes down to domestic violence um I am going to 
start the segment and then I'm gonna invite Vera on. So, hold on one second, because I did save something that I was reading yesterday, and um, okay. So the first thing I do want to talk about: what is domestic violence? Um, because domestic violence can mean so many things. Um, domestic violence is violence committed by someone in the victim's domestic circle. What is our domestic circle? Is our family, our friends, associates, people that we consider close. Um, includes partners, ex-partners, immediate family members, other relatives, family, um, family friends. The term domestic violence is used when there is a close relationship between the offender and the victim. So it wouldn't be considered domestic violence if you out on the street and you run into somebody and it's just a random act of violence that's towards you or somebody, you and this person randomly just getting a, a violent fit. But domestic violence usually takes place inside of the home, inside of relationships, inside of families. Um, I do have one video I would love to show, but I'm gonna, I don't even think I have it, but I might end, the, end up posting it um, on my YouTube um, page as a posting about a situation that happened with a lady and his and her husband, and it alarmed me because usually times they always say that women are the um basically like the the civilians, the person that get assaulted by their spouse. This is the first time in a long time that I actually got to witness um on social media somebody posting a video about a domestic situation when it was a male being assaulted. Um, I also ran across a couple of um, posts and things that I see on social media with women abusing men and women actually thinking that's okay, vice versa. First of all, nobody should be in a domestic situation. Nobody should be putting their hands on nobody. And I don't care who you are. Um, you should have enough enthusiasm to walk away, enough pride, actually, because then you become a, a person that is meant to harm somebody else when we physically don't have to put our hands on each other. Um, hold on, y'all. I'm trying to find it real quick. Okay, I hit up Vera. And I want to find the article that I was reading yesterday. Um, and it kind of gave me, um, a reflection of domestic. So, um... By the domestic violence hotline, they saying that domestic violence stems from a desire to gain or maintain power and control over a, in, in another person, an intimate partner. I'm going to say this, and I do agree, um, and this deals with a lot of prideful issues a lot of people have, and I do believe that domestic violence do stem from a control, a need to control. And what I mean by need to control Usually time, if you're a person that's a yes man, yes sir, whatever, people in the beginning, we start to fill each other out. So we don't know, like somebody said, oh, you get with a person, you don't know if they're domestic or not. You're right. We do not know. So I do applaud those that do say that. 
We don't know who's domestic. We really, really would never understand. Um, the first signs of domestic, I do feel like, is when somebody actually takes the time to get to know you to see what is your vulnerability, what makes you weak. And um, it can start, domestic violence usually starts with mental abuse and emotional abuse before it becomes physical. So what I mean by mental abuse and emotional abuse, these are five factors of um, emotional abuse, which also can cause mental abuse, which I, to me, I categorize them the same thing because sometimes your emotions can play tricks with your mind, with your thoughts. And what they do name five characteristics of emotional abuse. Um, the first one is love bombing. The second one is gaslighting, constant criticism, insults, wearing the physical aggression, possessive and controlling. So let's actually look into this a little bit more. I did have my notes, but guys, it's in my phone and I am actually using my iPhone 14 to record. Listen, I'm sorry. This is better than the camera. I like it. I love it. Um, what is So this is coming from the National Domestic Violence um, Science um, Domestic Violence Hotline, and this is the first five signs of domestic abuse. Okay. Okay. So warning signs of domestic abuse and this is again coming from the the most common signs of abusive behavior in a partner includes telling you that you never do anything right so to me that is um that's beating down on your your confidence showing extreme jealousy of your friends or time spent away from them Preventing or discouraging you from spending time with others, particularly friends, family members, or peers. Insulting demeanor or shaming you, especially in front of other people. That right there, I'm going to say this. If you are, I've been through domestic, so I'm going to tell you like this. If a person constantly does that, you have to take heed to that. And what usually happens, an empathetic person will fall in the lines of dealing with a, a person with um, no empathy. So we'll call them like a narcissistic person, which I will be doing a segment about narcissism and narcissistic abuse. Um, but usually a person that isolates you from people is more so because they they will use signs like, oh, this person, these people mean you know well, they want to do you dirty, but then this person will actually do the same exact thing that that person will do. So to me, that's the first sign of domestic violence. It's a person trying to break down your wall, like break down your ability to run to others and tell them what's going on or what's, what's partaking in your relationship so that way they can actually fit the quota and be the one that's involved. Controlling finances in the household without discussion, such as taking your money and refusing to provide money for necessary expenses. Oh, baby. Listen. <laughs> 
By the time I get done with this, we might be kicking a couple of people away from us in a in a, uh, an event. Um, insulting demeanors and shaming you, preventing you from making your own decisions, including about working or attending school, controlling finances in the household without discussion, such as talking, taking your money and refusing to provide money for necessary expenses, pursuing you to have sex or performing sexual acts you're not comfortable with, pursuing you to use drugs or alcohol, and um, intimidating you through threatening looks or actions, insulting your partner, your parenting, or threatening to harm or take away your children or pets, immediately intimidating you with weapons like guns, knives, bats, or mace, destroying your belongings or your home. So this is like basically just a few signs of domestic um, abuse in the home. And I do feel like this is more like dealing with a domestic partner or dealing with a person in a home. The first sign um, a lot of people notice is the gaslighting and the love bombing. Like one minute that person seems like they attach you, next minute they actually start to pull away. So then you start to become a person that believes that something is wrong with you. You become insecure about yourself. That is a way for them to be able to break down your whole aura. You hear me? Your aura. Making you feel like you're not worthy to be with that person. And then once they actually get you in a place where they feel like, okay, I got her out of her comfort zone. I got her out of her confidence. I got him or her out of their confidence. They start to gaslight you and um, different, basically put different type of scenarios in your face where, oh, well, you know, you're, you're a good person. You're a good person, but at the same time, that same person will basically tell you how good you are as a person, how, how proud they are of you, but then in the same instant will dumb you down for the same reason why they think, why they get they showing your that they're confident in you. I don't mean to be rambling over. I'm just trying to make sure I get everything that I want to talk about with this episode because domestic violence is very serious. Um, domestic violence statistics. Let's see. So, domestic violence in the USA, this is by the National Statistics. I really don't go off of this, but this is by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. Um, on the average, nearly 20 people per month per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner in the United States. During one year, this equates to more than 10 million women and men. So what I am going to say, and I'm happy that I did see this, because another statistics, they based it off of just females, women in general. Yes, we may. I'm going to say this, and this is my own observation and what I feel like happens. A lot of men do not report domestic violence. They feel like they're a bitch or they be a dumb down or they a simp or, you know, they got a goal in society where, other men look at them like, oh, you let that girl beat you up and this, this, and that. Listen, I didn't witness some women whoop some ass, okay? I didn't witness some women really, really, like, beat the shit out of they niggas. And that's the sound I had to hear. Um, so when I do hear of domestic violence statistics and they're saying that women, majority is um, the victim, no. 
I'm gonna say for our own observation from me being in a in a um basically like a, a metro area and me living in the city, I know that women beat the shit out of niggas. I know that women beat the shit out of men too. And I'm not just saying in our culture, I didn't watch different races beat the hell out of their men. Like, prime example, love Lola Brooks, but everybody did not know that was her in that video when she was on the side of that car. I would not do nothing like that. So yeah, let's let's keep reading. <laughs> okay. So it says on the year this equates to more than 10 million women and men. The second um, fact, it says one in four women and one in nine men experience severe intimate partner physical violence, intimate partner contact, sexual violence, or intimate partner. Stalking with impacts such as injury, fulfillment, fearfulness, post-traumatic stress disorder, use of victim services, con contraction of sexual transmitted disease, etc. Like I said, I do feel like the reason why the statistics is so low for men is because a lot of men would never listen to this. What they they basing off of, and this is why I want to say some men y'all need to gain grip on reality because I'm about to have Vera's on. I'm going to add her in a minute, but I wanted to read these statistics. One in four women. Why do you think women tell more than men? Because we're not afraid to go to the police or tell the police something. We're not going to look down, be looked down on as we um, were snitching or, you know, why you didn't fight him? Why you didn't beat him up? No, they're going to say, go get help. But for a man, it's going to be like, oh, why you let that girl beat you up? You should have just flung her. You should have beat her ass, da, da 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 And that's why I see that the statistics for men, because they're saying that fearless, fearfulness, a lot of men will say they're not afraid of women. That's one. Um, so if somebody was, a man wants to report that they have a domestic situation and they fear for their life, <laughs> I got a story to tell, but we're going to hold that for later. Um, fearfulness that they um, fear for their life from a woman it's very rare. What I can say, a gay male will report another male as being in fear of another male before a woman. Stalking. Men do not consider a woman stalker as a big problem. They think that, oh, that bitch is shocking me or that girl want me. That girl on my body. Blah, blah, blah. Y'all look at it so fucked up. And then that's when y'all end up with the females that run you over with a car or some dumb shit. Um... Sexual, intimate partner contact, sexual violence. When have you ever known a man to say a woman raped them? It's not going to be reported as a rape. A man is going to actually deal with that. They're going to say, oh, yeah, shorty sucked me off or shorty wanted to, you know, slob on my knob like corn on a cob type shit. You get what I'm saying? Men applaud that type of shit. But see, a woman being touched in a way that she don't want to be touched, it's a no-no. So, yes. Yes, I'm going to say this. Men reported less than women. This is why, because women, we quit to tell. You touch our vagina in a way we don't want to be touched, you're a rat. You hit us in a way that we don't want to be touched, you're a rat. We will call the police on you quickly. So, of course, it's going to be on the statistics where women are more I, I think in average, they should say women are more liable to tell on their 
um, the person that's assaulting them than a man would. Um, before we even get finished, I'm actually going to go ahead and bring Vera up here because she is a domestic violence advocate. And I want her to answer some of the things. And I would love for her to tell her story because she's also a domestic violence survivor, just as well as myself. So, you know, as women, we can tell our part, but we don't know how it is for men. I did try to recruit some men. And this is how you know men will really not deal with this type of stuff. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce Ms. Vera G out of New York City. She is a domestic violence advocate and so much more. Hello, how are you? <laughs> good, good. How, how are, are you? you doing? I'm good, my doing great. Doing. I'm doing good. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. And so we got to get into this domestic violence conversation because, again, this has been long awaited. And I do know you have a story to tell as well. And I would love for you to get to your story. That's another problem. Thank you. Thank you again for having me on the show. I'm honored. Uh, real quickly, as you guys know, I'm an artist. Entrepreneur, I do a little bit of everything, uh, Arthur as well, and just a little bit of just other stuff in, in between that. And um, yeah, I just I'm honored to be here and to talk about uh, this uh, this situation, which has been I work for many years, uh, being a domestic violence advocate as well. Um, I have firsthand um, have been in many situations where uh, being a, a victim myself and not quite a survivor. Um, I've seen how it kind of portrays the, the society we live in now, where it does affect not only us as women or men, but also the children, the dynamic of that. And also the fact that we're, you know, doing the work as a domestic violence advocate, you know, going doing events or being a speaker or, or you know, anywhere I can help in my, my, my resources to help people. I've seen a lot of effect behind that. Even during COVID, the statistics have gone way up. Uh, where a lot of people, yeah, the, 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 the numbers are really I was way about off. to say that because I, yeah. I have seen so many I, well, we're going to talk about that. Keep on, because, yeah, them statistics, I know they went skyrocketing during COVID. I know yeah. for a fact. <laughs> definitely, definitely. That, and, and it's just, it's the thing, honestly, is like, it's sad because like a lot of the cases where, unfortunately, they had to be locked down during that time, they had actually nowhere else to, else to escape. So it's the fact that now they have to actually stay home with the abuser, and now they're like, okay, now how can I actually leave out this home and find a way to, you know, get safely to my, you know, next place or plan? And unfortunately, a lot of places or times, these people unfortunately became a statistic in our society, uh, being you know unfortunately killed by the hands of a loved one, or being you know unfortunately in that you know systematic situation. Definitely, definitely. Um, so that's gonna be the first question. Have you? Well, from my theory, I didn't notice again. Like you said, everybody was stuck in the house with people. And I think that also helped a lot of us realize that we really wasn't equally yoked with who we was with at the time. Um, so what I do feel like um, from that part, I think it was a lot of ego-based living. Like everybody learned that we was living amongst each other. And I think that's what COVID really was supposed to do. It was to shake up society, shake up the world. Let us know that it's something outside of um, what we consider real living. Like that's something that we're supposed to deal with. Arguments every day, fist fighting. Um, so from your, your perspective, have you dealt with a lot of people and not even just people, but yourself? Um, I know you're a mom and I don't know if your child was affected by your domestic situations. I do know my kids was, um, do you notice that the rates of the children witnessing is domestic, um, skyrocketed as well? Cause I do believe so. 
Yes, definitely. Um, just a bit back, quick backstory on my on my a little bit of testimony, and I answer that to your question. Um, you know, being a domestic violence survivor numerous times in my past relationship, it it, it didn't kill me, but you know how the old saying goes, "One will kill you makes you strong." And I realized, oh yeah, that I went definitely, definitely. I feel like how that really kind of put me in that perspective and really showed me uh, how to be be independent as a woman and also to also embrace. Uh, what I had continued to learn from those situations, and not now to in next relationships, not to use that for as a pattern, and not to go through that ever again or endure that situation. Um, you know, quickly, my abusers, they're they're still living, they're still living, they're still doing their thing. Uh, but I realized I learned on that situation from that those or those experiences um, to move away from that person and to live my life in every way, spiritually, emotionally, every other aspect you could think of. To know that you know there is life out there after going through what you went through traumatizing and everything and i think therapy does help a lot i play a lot big hand to how a person heals from it it takes definitely time like, no doubt no doubt and i i think honestly mama i think it's um it, it helps because everybody's different with their faces from um the trauma and also the healing process but i think down the line to now answer your question i think um going down with children who are also affected by that it does leave a presence into their own life also because my child unfortunately has seen the hands uh when his father had attacked me various times and uh, i didn't realize until later on in life when he came to me now he was 18 and he's like yeah i remember my dad did this to you and you know i'm like wow and so it it, it left a, a imprint in his life and i just wanted to see i have to reiterate to him like don't think every man is like that in this world i want to raise him to, no doubt no doubt i want to raise him where you know you you have to love yourself first, but also love others along the way. But also from my prior experiences of unfortunately remaining in bad situations, I want to know that this is an example of man you should not be in this world and not hit a woman, not just treat them in any way should be. Absolutely, absolutely, and I totally agree. Even with me, I have one son. I got two daughters. Um, when we was going through the domestic violence situation, I noticed that it, it affected my girls. My son, I got out just in a nick of time where it wasn't going to really show too much. But my middle daughter, she was affected by it more than anything. And um, that's why I said a lot of people don't know, like, us staying in domestic relationships, actually, especially when we got kids, it don't just fuck you up. It fuck the kids up. Yes. Um, it causes post-traumatic stress disorder. It causes the de um, depression. It causes a lot of things. So I do agree with you. Like, I, we don't even know that how much of a long-term um, effect it could have on the kids because the kids remember that. They actually remember it more than we probably do because they was actually witnessing, witnessing it on a third-party um, bracket. And we forget that their eyes do see and they, uh, it stains a kid. Um, like I said, I also felt... The same way you did, like, I wanted my son to know that this is not the type of man I need you to be. I want you to be a man that's loving and you cherish the woman that you're with. But I also do want my son to be aware that women do put their hands on you too, baby. So right. it goes vice versa. And that's the scary part, like, with society. Like you said, it's more so you got to love yourself first. Because the more you love yourself, you're not going to want to harm the next person. You're not going to want to destroy the next person because of a, a little spat or argument or because you see something, like I said, I was reading earlier, the need to control a situation. 
Um, would you say that your domestic violence came from that person wanting to control your um ex wanting to control your life or control something about you? Yes. Um the previous relationships I had, I, I realized analyzing them out, looking back at it, I come to realize it was a lot of uh, a mix of those factors, like the controlling, manipulation. Um, it was just pretty much having, like, pretty much like if I was their property, they, I was their their toy to be played. Yeah. With. And, and pretty much that they were gaining out of out of my pain, so they felt like, all right, I could do what I do with this person, and you know, it it, it was like feeling like a sport, pretty much. And I, I just got tired of it. You know, my last relationship with my ex, um, I was in it for like years. And it, in the beginning, of course, you know, it just begins nice, everything's cool. And then I was just about to ask that. That was going to be my next question. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you were, I said, sorry, I know. We're on the same type of time. <laughs> yes, love, I got you, I got you, I got you. Uh, um, yeah, like yeah, because okay. everybody, like I said, everybody don't see the signs in the beginning. Um, What were some of the signs that gave you a hit that, okay, this is where the turmoil about to start? something that just threw me off. It was a red flag for that. Then later on, when they, it started, like I said, first it was like the, the emotional, the psychological, then the verbal, uh, and then it led to the physical. And when the physical, it, it got to a point where he would just, now it was so funny, he didn't even care in public. He would hit me in front of people and people look at him like, what's wrong with you? And, and he just I, like walked away. And it was a one time, years ago, it was a very prime example. I was seven months pregnant with him. I was a child that time, walking down the street, we were homeless at that time. 
and I, I was just trying to just sit down so it's like you know when you're hurting you're swelled up if you're hurting you you know you're tired and the rest yeah um yeah, so it was i never forget it was nighttime and we we're in the Bronx at that time walking down by grand concourse and i was so tired and i was hungry and we're just trying to get some eat and still working that night so we're walking and there's luckily for she there's a uh i think there's like a little uh little bench or something and i'm about to go there the next the next stop whatever the corner and all of a sudden he had like high rate motion I don't know, something happened we started from argument and it led to him pushing me down with my stomach and I'm in the ground and the first thing i thought was oh my god i got to lose my child and luckily the cop they were right in that same corner they came strolling quick to the car in the corner picked him or got him and locked uh you know they rested him right in front of me and i was bawling crying and then the, the cop was you okay man you're right you have to sleep tonight i said okay i'm not telling you we have pay phones so I I, uh, I I had a few change on that, like a dollar. So luckily I had somebody's number I memorized. So I said, yeah, I'm okay. I'll, I'll be good. And they rested him. They put him, you know, the priest or whatever. And um, I remember I was crying, sobbing. My feet were hurting me. I was just thinking about my unborn child at the time. Like, oh, my God, my child going to survive. And um, luckily I called the person. They picked me right away. I went to the hospital the next day. Luckily the baby was okay. Uh, but it was just that experience. Too deep. Like, you know, now you're not only hurting me. You're hurting um, uh, um, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's that means you're I not even like, caring about the baby that I'm carrying. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like you already know. Yeah, I was like, I was a lot. That's where it comes from. Like you gotta love yourself because you will not want to hurt the next person or the next child. Yeah. Not at all. He his first thought would be, you know, yeah, like I said, and I do believe that us women we could get on people's nerves, we could be naggy, but. It should never bring you out of your judgment to want to put your hands on me. Like, I'm not no slave. I'm not your dog. I'm not something that you beat up on. If you want to beat up something, go beat up a punching bag, fool. Like, what? Like, we get it. Life does happen. We know. But control your fucking emotions, baby. Like, that's bad. You could have killed the baby. You could have harmed me. Like, come on. Um... <sighs> that that right there, I, I could really understand. Like, that, to me, that would have been traumatizing. Like you said, good thing that the cops was sitting right there because it could have went further. You get what I'm saying? It could have been uncontrollable. Um, Have it ever got to the point where during this domestic situation, um, you started feeling self-doubt? Like, you know... Like, feeling like it was your fault and, you know, stuff like that. Like, your confidence was growing lower. I've been through that, and I um, actually didn't even understand it. I went through, like, a depression for three years. And oh. all the while, I was thinking it was just because, you know, I'm a mom. I got the kids now. All the while, it wasn't even that. It was I was not afraid but it was like if i fight him back he used to threaten to say he was gonna kill me or like i was afraid like yes and i'm a big girl so everybody be like how could you know when somebody mentally abuse you that breaks down your self-esteem that breaks down your confidence it takes yeah. so much away from you and it starts to speak to our own body cells and nobody understand that so when you judging people for staying in a domestic relationship and saying that they weak because they said i want y'all to really think about it Mentally, emotionally, and physically, our bodies get drained. I, you can say, you can tell me if I'm wrong. And from my experience, I felt like at that time, 
I just wanted to die. It was like, shit. And he already making me feel like no man ain't gonna want me. I got three kids, I'm overweight, da 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 da. It was a list going on. It wasn't even and at the time, yes, my confidence was so broken, I felt like I I wanted to look for another man to love me. But the truth was I wanted myself. I wanted myself. Um, after you're domestic, I know you got your power back, honey. Oh, I know you got that power back, honey. Because we was modeling together and it was yes. what? You would you never even it. think that it, both of us. Yes. And that's crazy because we connected. And she was just so lovable and you would never even think that she was going through stuff or that she was even hitting, getting in no type of situation where she was abused. You get what I'm saying? So you was wearing your smile. <coughs> <clears throat> to cover your pain yeah. a lot of the times i don't know about you what made you what was your first instant after like how like you got it to end and you got away from it like i don't know if you want to share but i do want to know because i do think the survivor story is like the biggest portion of it like how do you yeah. survive getting out of a domestic situation how did you survive um that's a really good question i would say it took a while for me uh for the first one it took me like a good maybe two two three two two years two years um mm -hmm. luckily at that time i was already um going to school and i was already working so i i used that focus on that and just try to get the, the survival mode to make sure i was taking care of my son and that was my main priority so luckily that helped a lot to kind of regain my, my confidence regain my, who i am at that time uh, my last abusive relationship with him was longer because he, I was with him for eight years. Um, and then, like, when I drifted away with him, I think after the fifth or sixth year, I just emotionally, it was no more for me. I just started looking, like, back to modeling and, and getting, that's when the modeling came in, when I started to, to use that as a tool to get out the house the weekend. That's funny, because that's the same reason why I used it. Exactly, what are you talking about? Oh, my oh, God, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, true story, because... I, so I just big wanted up to us model BDW models on the rise, yes. baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Pain no, is definitely. power. Yes. Yeah, no, no doubt. Definitely. Definitely. And I was just say it was like my escape out to reality when I would go out to do gigs, modeling, anything I was doing, it was just me to like stay focused and do what I was doing. And then later on, after the modeling and, and then they regaining my, my individual, you know, being me now. Um, it took a while, the healing and everything. Now I'm finally getting therapy after so long of overdue, but it's like now the scars are still internally there because you can't yes. really take that away. Definitely. And um, I, I just feel like to answer your question, I think pretty much it took a while. It took a while for me to finally find myself again and to, to, to really have those standards now in life. Like, I'm, human language, I'm not taking no more shit from no man. Um, I, I've been through enough as, as it is. And I don't want my son to see me suffer anymore. That was my main focus as well. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. Because, again, our boys is precious. And the first image of a woman yeah. is us. And that plays a big role. If he sees you allowing a man to disrespect you or demeanor, his demeanor is off, it actually does affect our kids' ability, our boys' abilities. Let's stop saying kids because these are our young men. Um, yeah. Now, from your expertise, because again, like I said, we talked about our domestic. Have you witnessed any men domestic that you know you had to advocate for? 
Yes. Okay. So that's a good question. All right. So we did um a project me and my my business partner Jam Prime Media over two years ago. Uh, recently we did up uh it's called Through the Eyes the Mask Behind the Mask. Big shout to Manita, uh, who okay. was producer for that that project. It was a a short not a short film. It was like a a dark film or you call it. And um we a part of the 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 testimonies advocacy we we work with that um to you know tell people their stories their testimonies. And with that in mind, actually we met uh, a few men. Um, that actually were, you know, out of the kind of the heart, they realized they wanted to really tell their story. And it was the first time I ever experienced that. Uh, so when I, yeah, it was, it was amazing because, you know, when they sat down, we filmed them, we kind of prepped them before, you know, to make sure they're okay emotionally. And when they were filming, you saw, these are grown men, by the way. One man, big shout out to him, Deshaun, uh, he's, he's an ex-Marine. And these men are tough. Wow. You know, they, they're, yeah, they're built to, you know, do what they have to do, save their country, save their country, and also be, like, you know, the man. And this yeah. man literally, yeah, definitely, this man sat down on the couch, and when he told his testimony, he was just bored and crying. And I'm like, wow. And it, it, I, I was very emotional during the taping and everything else, but after that, we embraced him, we talked to him, you know, we comforted him. And then the other gentleman as well, he went through, uh, unfortunately, he went through it in his childhood, being abused by his father with the mother. And, mm, you know, that, and that's crazy. Yeah. I was about to, that was the next question. See, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, yes. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I got you, mom, I got you. <laughs> so it was these two young gentlemen, God bless them. Um, they're doing amazing now today as we speak. Uh, one of them got married to a young, beautiful young lady, and another one, uh, I think he's doing his thing as well. And, you know, to see them overcome their own demons, as they call it, and to testify or to a testimony of the, the short film or we call the documentary. And to see how now they develop to continue on many greatnesses in their lives and to see that with the small step they took to tell their revelation, to tell their story. And, it, and they hold it in so many years, so many years and telling you. And to see now they changed and how they, and, and they told us after the thing was released and everything, you know, you guys really helped us because now we finally healed. We got to give y'all a pulse for that because listen, it's hard to get <laughs> these men to talk. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's hard. Lot. It's very hard. And yeah. I want to encourage any man that is watching, I'm going to have Vera speak um, basically how y'all can contact her as well yeah. because I do believe that a lot of men don't even realize that they was abused. Um, from the yeah. childhood all the way up to the adulthood, and it does affect. We that's that's another thing. I'll say that after. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I do condone y'all for that because it's hard to get men to speak out. And I to the two gentlemen that did tell them, I said, listen, I would love to have them on to speak about their journey. Why? Because yeah. maybe it might show a lot of other men that it's okay. Like. It's not just about women with domestic violence. Y'all are abused too. We understand women can be a handful. That's why they tell everybody, love yourself. You will never want to hurt another person if you have that much love for yourself because you're going to love everything around you. But that was my next question. Um, wow. Do you believe that domestic violence affects both men and women when it comes down to their relationships, their future relationships? Like, especially like, Childhood abuse, you know, come on, childhood trauma, all that stuff. We speak about that stuff like it's uh just a, a word, but people don't really look into it 
and know that that's that's that shit is really serious. Um, oh, yeah. and they joking with it, and I I don't like to joke about childhood trauma because I do know it exists, and I do know a couple of people that whether they want to accept it or not, I do see that they did like the stories that they tell me, the conversations that we have. I can tell that they've been abused, whether if it was mentally, emotionally, or physically. You get what I'm saying? The one thing I am going to say that I do know for a fact in the homes with children, it's emotional and mental abuse. It don't always got to be physical. Have you ever dealt with a situation when there was children that was actually being emotionally or mentally or physically abused? Um. Well... Uh, now going back to the, the film we did, um, and we've done other projects well prior to this, but going to seeing the work that we've done prior with you know, domestic violence um, situation cases and that sort, uh, children have been affected a lot, especially like you mentioned the childhood situation. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 a lot of times, a lot of people when they're as an adult now um, are affected by things. It's, it's always, and I realize I've done some research on that. It always starts with the child abuse, meaning sexually. Um, you know, you know, DV cases, anything of that nature. I feel a lot of times it always starts when, when there are children. And what happens is that when they grow up, they have a, a thing, a psychological thing, where now they realize they think that's acceptable, that think that's normal in their eyes because they're really kind of seeing that pattern in their household. And they also see that, you know, if, let's say, for example, somebody touching my family and that's the norm, as they call it, then, you know, as a predator out there, then you know what? Then they then when they become like teenagers, especially in those ages where they're vulnerable, they're more susceptible to being out there and everything. But people don't realize, oh, you call them a certain name, but don't realize why they're going through that kind of phase. Oh my God. Family. You said yeah. it, girl. You said it. Yeah, you said they, it. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell people that all the time. Yeah. You see it, certain okay. things into your children, them children is that's what they become. They feel like that's what they are. Um, I got one question because I know you see how society is right now, and you have an eight-year-old son, and I know your son ain't out here being a Kia boy and all that other stuff. Oh no, he! I, but I do feel like a lot of these kids that's out here doing all that stuff. That's because they was rebellion from what was going on in the home. Yes. Do remind everybody that these kids were the COVID children that was the world just changed on them in a matter of a blink of an eye. So some of them that we seen at fifteen right now, they was like 10, 11 years old. When all this stuff started beginning, so now they're growing into the adult, like they teenager ages, and I think it's a lot of, like you said, it was a lot of parents domestic violence. I've seen a lot of um, uh, divorces taking place, a lot yeah. of men and women fighting, people getting domestic situations, children going to DCF care because of the fights in the home or the parents' lack of ability to take care of the children in the home. This is why I say I don't. Yes, these kids need an ass whooping in a good way. What I mean by ass whooping, they need reality checks. You get what I'm saying? They need that hug. They need that real tough love. But do I feel like us creating violence towards them is the same thing that because they used to it now? They they. What I'm actually getting from all this, when you constantly abuse a person, that's something that they become used to and they can tolerate pain. And you don't want a society where now we physically are able to tolerate pain because then we will cause pain on other people. So I do feel like a lot of that stuff that our generation suffer with, watching domestic violence and situations, and we carry it into our homes now, and now we got kids 
that we're questioning why these kids are so fucking destroyed. They destroyed because what they witnessed and it's coming from the bloodlines. It's things that we never corrected that our families didn't correct. Not saying everybody came from a domestic home or a, a home where the parents was emotionally abusive, but you ran into an adult that did have them stereotypes and you was around them. Whether if it was a teacher uh, or you go into like a babysitter or somebody in your family, everybody was affected by some type of abuse, emotional and um, domestic. Or I hate the fact when people say when a kid touches something, I think a kid could be a kid, but people will beat the fuck out of a kid for being a kid. Y'all yeah. destroying the, the 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 imagination of a child. Like they don't understand you turn that shit so dark on them. And um, mm. I do feel like a lot of people just ignore that fact. They ignore the fact that when we, like you said, wordplay, I call it wordplay when we saying things to our children and we making them feel like, oh, you're stupid, oh, you're lazy, oh, you ain't never gonna be shit. Oh, you you just Rule number one, you're just like your father. You're just like mm. your mother. This, this, and that. Like, we cannot do that because then we actually putting that energy on our children. We do. Um, Girl, go ahead. Finish. Take, take this floor. Finish your conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love no, it, no, too. <laughs> I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yes. Um. I have to use me as an example for this personally. I went through this years ago. Now you mentioned that it just hit home a little bit. Uh, pretty much as growing up as a kid, it was very dysfunctional. It wasn't as teachers, as, you know, what do you want to call it? Um, and I see things that um, to this day have been very, very traumatizing. I, I won't kind of stress that, but just because I saw much, yeah. you know, a child of some age should be seeing. But I felt later on looking at it now as a child, I mean, sorry, as an adult. And having my own child, I realized, you know, there's certain things, there's certain things, there's certain patterns I would never do to my own kid. And yeah. um, definitely. And I feel, you know, what you mentioned, for example, when a parent let's say, well, you know, last shot on you say you're never too good and everything like that. Um, I have prior experience of that years ago, and um, it, it does touch home a little bit because it's like now is it it kind of affects me a little bit because I always now have to like do like I'm like a personality A type, we call it type A. Where now I have to really prove myself all the time, even though I feel like people tell me, "Yo, you're doing great," but I don't feel it inside because years ago, when I was a child, looking up to somebody who I respected at that time, and I still do, I feel like you know I was never too good enough for what the work I did was not exceptional to their eyes. So that's why, yes. like now, I go hard because it's like I'm kind of like in the in the face, even as now as an adult talking about this, looking back now, I realize you know I always had to please people, but realize I have to always go extra harder. Because I want to make sure that I feel satisfied too. And like you mentioned with these kids now, the generations has changed. Back then, you know, um, parents beat the sh excuse me, beat the shit out of these kids. The wire, remember that? You know, the cables, uh, the, yes, the chocolate, yes, all that. Yes. You know, and they, and that was yeah. You right know, we went through all that, and we they, got they the it. shit out of y'all. Oh yes, <laughs> I thought like, we had we had scars for years, like. Markings of war, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And, and you know, now they call it child abuse, but back then that was called, you know, that was more back in the days. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And now, and, I, and I, now, for example, these kids, these kids out here, they don't, they don't know what it is, how we went through, and, and you know, some of them, they, they, they got too lenient with the system, and you know, with ACS, for example, 
Oh, I'll call her right away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll call her for you. Like, like they they really taking the higher up and thinking that they could take advantage of these us uh, parents and or I seen situations like that with friends of mine that oh listen I have whole stories of that but you know it's it's just now it was like now there's no respect no more in the generation with these kids and or, or young adults what you want to call it because they think they have the upper hand and now that social social media is involved now they could just you know do what they want and and, and we have to like kind of set those boundaries. I mean, we won't have to beat the shit out of our kids to prove a point, but I think at the end of the day, we have to kind of like set those boundaries and show them like, listen, one thing is you could get away with certain things, but another thing is that I'm still the parent and I still got to take care of bills and take care of you, make sure you're good. Exactly. You got to give me that more respect. Yeah, that was, exactly. So like, you know, yeah. That's why Would I, you say our generation is more lenient on our kids than our parents was lenient on us? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you I ain't nothing. Okay, I, I got you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, definitely agree. And do you think it's because of the traumas that we actually went through and how it made us feel? So we try not to put that on our kids. Yes, you got me already. Yes, exactly. Because like I said, we, we, we've been through, you, you know, you read me like a book. Like I said, you know, we we've been through we went through a lot, and, and I feel like you know when I, I, my my child years ago when I had him. I just said, you know, and I, I, I said to him, right, as soon as he was born, I hold him in my hands and whatever. And I said, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be the best parent and I'm going to do things that my, my parents never did for me. And let me Absolutely. tell you, it, it, no doubt. No doubt. And I'm telling you, and this is something that I want um, everyone to, to understand that, you know, one thing is when you when you have that child in your arms and you look at them and you see them and that's your spinning image of you, you realize this is something that you bring into this world. And now it's your responsibility as a person to do with the best way you can to to provide and make sure they're good and also there are decent human beings in the society. And the same time to show them what is good and what is bad. And with your prior experiences, to never have them repeat that pattern again in their life as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Vera, would you tell everybody how they could contact you for your um domestic violence advocate? If they need somebody yeah. to talk to, um, some advice or whatever, would you go ahead and give everybody a little bit of a rundown? Sure, not a problem. Uh, so you guys can find me at my Instagram at official Vera G. Uh, the Insta website you can check it out at www.verogmusic.com. You can also contact me if you want to contact me privately. But I don't know DM on um, Instagram or Facebook. Uh, my artist page. You I also respond there as well. Uh, at V-E-R-O 2884 or you want to email me as well you could do so uh, which is V-E-R-O 2884 at yahoo.com yeah this is so I wish we could keep going I promise we'll be <laughs> up here all night talking about this subject but I, love it. I, I love definitely, it. definitely <laughs> appreciate you I appreciate your time and Thank I you. also appreciate your stories and again if you could I would love to um, do a segment with men about domestic violence because you know we women we could cover the female part and you yeah. can only cover it as much as you see because of your advocacy but i would love for men to actually come up here because i'm having a hard time i was trying to get a couple of men to join us today so they could talk oh, their part but <laughs> i was like oh, it's okay you do what you gotta do so i would love for you if you could try to get the two gentlemen that see if they would love to come up here and we'll set that up Vera, I appreciate you. This is, if y'all haven't already, check out her segment. Yeah. I did her reading. She's yeah, lit, She's a model. She's a radio host. 
She's a she's everything. And congratulations on your first award event, Mama. That was so Thank dope. You. I'm proud of Thank you. And y'all make sure y'all check her out and make sure y'all look her up and check out her songs, y'all. She lit, y'all. Thank you, my love. I'm on love it. You I so much, Vera, and I appreciate you. And just keep in contact with me for real, girl, because I appreciate you, honey. I keep doing what you're doing. You're lit. You Thank are you, lit. Baby. <laughs> I'm honored. I, I'm just having a good time with y'all today. I have a good time. <laughs> All right, baby. Have a good one. You too, mama. All right, guys. Bye. <laughs> oh, y'all. Listen here. Listen here. As you heard, there's so many things that happen from domestic violence. There's so many reasons why people go through the things they go through. There's so many reasons why we are so angry. Like I said, me and her said, COVID, the reason why we see so many more domestic situations, divorces, breaking up, people are realizing, and I, I'm going to tell you on the spiritual level, it's no excuse for domestic violence. It's, a, it's an excuse for you to learn awareness. A learn to what triggers you. Why this person is pissing you off. Why are you getting angry? Why do you feel like you got to get violence? We are not slaves in society anymore. And I want you guys to understand that the only slave shit we got right now is our fucking mental. And that's the first thing that gets triggered when we go into a domestic situation. It not only breaks us down emotionally, it breaks us down physically, mentally. Listen, the list goes on. It affects our children. It affects our ability to be who we genuinely are. You start to lose who lose confidence in who you are, what you are. Even as parents, when we're raising children, sometimes our domesticated situations, the way we speak to our kids, will wordplay. The way we treat our kids, how we, we, we interact with them. They are going to grow to be adults one day as well. So be mindful. Everything counts. I'm not saying making excuses for these kids that's out here right now doing the most. Just think about what the hell they've been through, what the parents are not doing, why the parents are doing. Also, like I said, me being a domestic mom and me going through life and me seeing certain situations, I try to be the best mother I can to my children. So I try not to do the same things that was done to me or treat them the same way that other adults treated me growing up. So adults also do be mindful. Your words can affect the child mental space and it can lack their confidence as well. It could turn them very aggressive and domestic out here. That's the cause of domestic. It's antagonizing a person mentally. But you got to be strong enough to fight it. Don't put your hands on the next person just because that person is speaking their mind. You got a choice to either sit there and listen or sit there and walk the fuck away. Now, if somebody put their hands back on, you better get out of Dodge. And it's not a fear factor to call the police. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not a fear factor. Coming from somebody that dealt with a domestic relationship, I thought there was no way out, baby. I got the fuck out. Do you hear me? It's easy. Easier said than done. But when you do get out, you do realize that it is a life after all the bullshit. And the reason I stayed was because I wanted to build a reality with my children. And I wanted my children to be happy, to see two parents in a home. I, my advice, I'm not saying, because sometimes we have children for the wrong reasons. We get with a person, like we said at the beginning, it's love bombing. It's all of the above. You don't know what this person could turn into later on down the line. But what I am going to say, do know if you got children, it will affect your children down the long run. So, guys, this is Queen Z, and you already know you're watching Mentally There For You podcast on YouTube. 
Facebook, YouTube is mentally there for you with the number four. Facebook is mentally there for you with the F-O-R-Y-O-U. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, and share. Also, you can find us on every platform. When I say every platform, I mean every platform. From SoundCloud to, um, I mean, not SoundCloud. I don't know why, why I said SoundCloud. But um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, what is it, Chatterbox. I, I'm on everything, y'all. Just look at the, the the flyer at the end. Um, but this is domestic vi This is a domestic violence segment. Domestic violence and its own uh, um, ultimate truths, alarming truths. I'm sorry, y'all. I got very tongue tied. But be mindful, y'all. Domestic violence is real, and you can have a life after it. But you have to heal. I am looking for any men that would like to come up here and discuss a topic about domestic violence. It doesn't have to be in a domestic relationship. It could be childhood abuse. It could be anything in that sort because, again, all this is domestic because it's a domestic partnership and the person was close to you. Again, y'all, y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. This is Mentally Dear for you. I'm Queen Z and I am the freak out of here. The next segment we have coming up is about Mother's Day. And guess what? It's on and popping. We got a few other things coming up. We are hitting season two with the hard body. And I love you guys, y'all. Make sure y'all like, subscribe, and share, like I said. And if you would like to be a guest on Mentally There for you or on Tierra Time Fridays, because I am still doing Tierra Time Fridays, um, I will be picking back up this week. If you would like to be a guest, email me at mentallythereforyou at gmail.com. And I will reply back with a time slot, a date. Schedule your reading and we on a pop it. Or if you see a topic that I'm gonna post or wanna discuss, like mothers of mothers of yesterday, daughters of today. If you're a mother, you wanna come out to this segment before Mother's Day, because this is airing on Mother's Day. This is going to be a Mother's Day special. I am having in studio mothers come into the studio. We're gonna do a whole segment. There's gonna be, you know, a little luncheon. I'm gonna have little hors d'oeuvres and stuff for everybody. We're going to discuss some modern topics from daughter to mother, mother to daughter. Even if you got a generation of mothers, let me know. Bring them in. Next week, we also have a young lady that will be coming up here. I'm mentally dear for you. She's discussing she, um, weight loss. She went through a weight loss journey. And she wants to speak about it because it actually had a backlash of why she got it done. And a lot of people asked her. And she looks good, y'all. So y'all will be seeing that episode next weekend. Um, next Sunday, stay tuned. If you would like to be on the mothers of yesterday, daughters of today, please email me at mentally there for you at gmail.com. Also, I want to thank Vera again for calling, um, basically, uh, advocate out of New York for being up here and spending time explaining to us about her story and her advocacy and how she go about helping people. And if y'all do need help, there is a domestic violence hotline. Um, Hold on one second, yeah, because I do got it. Uh, I'm at the post it. Let's see. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is. The number is 
799-7233. Actually, let me let me just put it up here so then y'all can have it. Uh, domestic violence hotline number is 1-800-799-7233. Or you could text the number, the word start to... Eight eight seven eight eight, and I'm not gonna make it a banner, but I put it at the bottom of the screen. Make sure if you are going through a domestic situation and you need to get in contact with somebody, or if you don't want to call and you want to text, you know, basically to make it a little bit more private. I also put that at the bottom. I'm gonna read the number out again. It's one eight hundred. 799-7233. Or if you want to text, text the word start 288788. And whatever prompts happen after that, it happens. Y'all make sure y'all stay tuned for next week's episode of Mentally There for You, baby. Have a good one. What's up, Mentally There For You podcast? podcast? This is Queen Z. I know it's been a minute. I actually been doing a couple of acting gigs and, you know, working this podcast on my own. It's hella extraneous, but I will be doing some topics. I'm actually going to do a topic now where I'm literally just going to be doing audio so y'all will get more of uh, audio versus a visual of me, and I am still going to be updating YouTube, but so... My first thing is, do y'all see, if you're on the East Coast or if you're in the United States, period, um, a lot of places are being overclouded by these fires, the wildfires from California, I mean, not from California, Canada, and then they said from the West Coast as well. So, a lot of people is trying to figure out, like, what is taking place. Y'all do know this is a mental, physical, in a spiritual podcast and I'm going to address all avenues of certain topics and this topic right here alone um it has people very much baffled yes earthly wise everything that we see on the third dimension third dimension meaning a physical level um we see the fires we see oh it happens all the time this is and that um if you come through New York Connecticut the levels the air pollution level is very 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 high right now actually in the red zone and what's today's day the sixth or the no today's the seventh i believe or the eighth um i don't want to be wrong hold on y'all yep today's the seventh so pretty much like what i'm basically seeing as far as my perspective and me being um a spiritualist I am actually seeing that the new world is going through a major, 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 major transition. And what I mean by major transition, we're going from those that is more spiritual, we in tune with what's taking place. Those that are not are being shooken up or shocked by the revelation. 
I hear some people say, oh, it's the end of the world. Um, excuse me, the world been ended how long ago? I'm going to be technical. <laughs> but long story short, um, this is all a part of the divine plan. The destruction for the rebuild. You know, we say all these things about manifesting um, good, but some people are actually manifesting bad. And I think what's taking place, Big Mama... You know, the higher up, the queen, the ruler of all rules. Um, I feel like the divine, the sacred feminine, the highest power is actually destructing, um, some, destructing some of the things that we are so physically attached to. A lot is ironic because um, me and my partner, we were talking um, about vacations and stuff, and I had mentioned I wanted to go to Canada, so. When I did see this start to happen, this is letting me know that spirit is telling me not right now. There's some cleansing that has to take place. Um, there's certain territories she or the higher power does not want me personally to take at this time. And it might be for a few other people that is planning on traveling to Canada in the next year or the next few months. Um, so a lot of this stuff is basically to bring awareness to us of our surroundings and where we can and where we cannot go, um, how things is turning um, turning out in certain areas that we are literally in the center of. What I am going to say, I live in Connecticut, so what I'm getting right now from this um, wildfire is a lot of smoke in LA, um, smoke, um, soot smell in the air, and it's very, very much blocking out the sun. Somebody said to me, um, they feel like that the sun is being blocked out, the moon is being blocked out that they feel like somebody's going to be the chosen one. I looked at that person and I said, the chosen one's already arrived. He said, no, it's going to be one. I said, no, that's the problem. We all have a great plan. Part of this plan. We all are divine leaders or destructors. We all have something to do with taking place, but the chosen ones are rising and it's not just one. It's a collective of individuals that is tapped completely into their they conscience. They are part of the next plan of the new earth, the new earth, and they the leaders. Um, not every leader is going to be shown. That's the thing. See, the world is so used to leaders being in your face that those was actually a mirage to society. Um, what's taking place now, in my eyes, and what. Um, but collectively, what I'm pulling energy-wise is that the leaders are actually standing up. And they are aware. That's why they're allowing everybody else. You can know who's a chosen one and who's really not. The chosen ones are not even being phased by this, you know, scenario that's taking place. Just like if you notice when COVID happened, a lot of them was not being phased by that scenario either. So what I am going to say, what I am, on my perspective, I'm noticing, like I told the person... The chosen ones are already arising. You're right. But this is where it's going to be made known. And this is your judgment. This is judgment day for a lot of people. Some of the people that you've been dealing with that are earth angels and, you know, they go overlooked because they've been called the outcasts or the weirdos or whatever like that. Those are the ones that a lot of you are about to start looking up to. The ugly duckling in the bunch, the ones that always speaking about the earth, the moon and the stars. While y'all are sitting here confused and belittled, we are actually aware of what's taking place. 
So I say this to say this. A lot of you are looking for the chosen one when the chosen ones may be actually in your life. Maybe you are the chosen one. And a lot of you are ignoring that. Y'all ignoring y'all divine plan. I have clients, as you do know, I do readings and stuff. And I do have clients that come in and they just don't know what the freak they're doing. And they say, oh, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a divine one and this, is and that. But I let society, yeah, you can't let life. <laughs> the chosen ones will never let life destroy who they being are. We can feel the pain. We can feel the enormous amount of energy. We take what we want and discard what we do not need. So always think who is really a chosen one. Is you laying next to a chosen one? Is you even a chosen one? That's why I always tell everybody, know yourself first. And then your divine plan will develop on its own. So, yeah, what's your intake? Where's your stance with this red sun that we have? And I do, a lot of people, you know, scientifically speaking, the red sun is because of the fire from the wildfire. I mean, basically from the wildfires, as they say. But... Um, also I have two people. I cannot wait to get on this podcast this week. Y'all don't even understand when they get up here, we going to blow up. Nah, we ain't blowing up, but we really, y'all going to be blown up with some knowledge that y'all are ignoring. And these two people, it's a couple, they twin flames. Yes. Y'all already know I'm a twin flame reader and I counsel twin flames. So I'm very excited about them, um, being up here. They're going to explain the great mother, the theory of twin flames and why we are reincarnated in this lifetime to experience this greatness and everybody thinking sorrow. You got to turn that pain into power to understand y'all. Y'all have no clue. <sighs> Listen, a lot of you are going to be coming into union regardless because this is the divine plan. That chosen one that that person was talking to me about don't even realize he's a chosen one. <laughs> we are warriors. We are warriors of the sun. You understand? And the daughters of the moon. So we're they're trying to affect our abilities, y'all. Overall, they're trying to really affect and cover our abilities. We're getting stronger and they have to do everything possible in their reach. Because, you know, they only can reach but so far before the Divine Mother snatched their asses back. But they're reaching. And this is why I tell so many that I have walked across and I do know are walking into their consciousness. I tell them, do not become a part of what the world thinks. Start to seek within and then you'll find your soul tribe. You'll connect with those that is a part of your alignment. So this covering of the sun and these wildfires and stuff, there is a bigger plan. The destruction has to be come aware to us. And we're questioning a lot of this stuff. Now, these wildfires have been going on for centuries. You get what I'm saying? Like, this is not the first time Canada had a wildfire. This is not the first time West Coast had wildfires. This is not the first time the East Coast been smugged. None of this is the first time. But this is the first time a lot of us are becoming aware of the destruction from it. Of what's taking place. And that's why we're here to teach. Y'all, this is Queen Z. Hey, you already know. Like, subscribe, and share on my YouTube. Also, 
subscribe to this podcast channel and all of our circuits from Apple Music to Amazon Podcast to every outlet, every outlet. Because Queen Z is definitely here. Mentally There For You is there for you. Pop out, y'all. Have a good one.